Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The 10 rules for wrestling season. Welcome back to Mindset Monday. And this is official. If you ask Dr. Google, you know, the all-seeing Oracle out there, if you type it in, 10 rules of wrestling season, we did it. We're up there. It actually shows in a black and white crystallized format, not on any of our resources, but Google actually calls our 10 mindset rules that we came up with about however many years ago. That's that that's it. So let's let's go through them without further ado. So, so we don't want to hear anyone saying, though, I would add this for number six or this for number seven. It's, it's in. Results are in, amigo. This is the top ten. Google determines we have the answer. That's right. Obviously, <laughs> there's others that could be in the top ten, but this is a pretty solid list. So let's start with number one, the Gable principle. The Dan Gable principle, never be outworked. Rule number one. Pretty simple. Right. And Dave Patrick said this when, we, when I spoke to him. He said, you need to step on the line knowing that you outworked your opponent, that that guy on the, that the, the guy on the other side of the line has not outworked you. You've absolutely outworked him, and you know that for a fact, which means that they're not extra workouts. They're mandatory workouts. If you want to be a champion, you have to do those workouts, so never be outworked, which means sometimes you have to get a little bit crazy and set hard workouts for yourselves. Nothing stupid, but outwork your opponent. It's got to be something you're doing on a regular basis. And like Dave Patrick also said, unless you're gifted in a way in which you're stronger, just way more athletic than everyone else, it means you have to work harder and not a little bit harder. A, a lot, lot harder. harder. He said a lot harder. And that's coming from an ultra successful guy who's, who got in the pen. He was a wrestler at Penn. He was a football player at Penn, um, finance guy at Penn. So he was probably already pretty smart and strong and athletic. But even a guy like that, he's saying you have to work a lot harder. So... It's the Gable principle. There's no substitute for hard work. Yes, you have to work smart, too. We're not saying it's, it's not one or the other. You have to work hard and you have to work smart. But if you want to be better than everyone else, start by outworking them. 
The surest way to be successful is to get fanatical. That's right. Number two, don't focus on your record. Focus on getting better. Focus on improving. Focusing on, focus on going after difficult challenges. Challenge yourself. So don't focus too much on your record. Why not? That's just really a shorthand for focusing on things outside of your control. We all know the predator mindset, eyes on the front like to hunt, prey mindset, eyes on the side like to hide. That's only a metaphor now for focusing on things you could control and forgetting about things outside of your control. Within your control is your preparation and your lifestyle on the day of a competition, effort, attitude, aggressiveness. Everything else falls into prey mindset, and that prey mindset includes your record. That includes who you're going up against, rankings, seedings, predictions. It's outside of your control, so it's only going to hurt you or add more pressure if you're focused on it. Yeah, and a record doesn't really mean that much, right? Maybe you're 10-0, and 0, but you wrestle people that don't wrestle in the offseason, right? Maybe you're 5-5, five and five, but you wrestled at the Beast of the East tournament. You wrestled at the Doc Buchanan, right? You wrestled five guys that are ranked top 10 in the country. You know, it's it's possible. So... Your record really doesn't even tell us that much. So focusing on the record is just, it's not efficient and it's its not going to help you. Not the right thing to focus on. Right, we quiz our yeah. guys all the time. We, we quiz our times regularly saying, hey, what's your record? And they and they know the answer is supposed to be zero and zero. Whatever your record is, you're back to zero and zero. It's a new day. That's right. Rule number three, remember that cutting weight does not make you a better wrestler. Being a better wrestler, getting better at wrestling, that makes you a better wrestler. I get it. There's going to be some weight cutting at some point in your career, high school, college, at the rec level, youth level. You should really forget about cutting weight. There's, but at some point, there's probably going to be some weight cutting. But just because you get down to a lower weight class doesn't mean you're going to do better. Doesn't mean you're going to perform better. Doesn't make you automatically better just you got just because you got down to the lower weight. Right. And at a practical level, it's it's true. Sometimes you're going to be better. First of all, you know you're going to have more energy. But sometimes these guys at the, at the lower weight, it's not always the answer. They might be a little bit quicker than you, but you might be stronger than them. So we've seen, and you've probably seen countless examples like this. A guy goes up a couple weight classes, they start wrestling their best. So, and if you think about it, objectively speaking, it doesn't mean you're a better wrestler. Like if you take a detached look at things, you're just beating up on the little guys. Dan Gable used to go right through his lineup. He used to beat everyone on the team. Again, we're not recommending that you go and you pick a fight with the heavyweight. But the point is, remember, pound for pound, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a made up construct. It doesn't exist. The best wrestler is on the best wrestler on the team is the guy who could beat every wrestler on the team. So you think about like a Kyle Dake winning four NCAA championships in four different weights. You think of a guy like, um, well, many people, Anatoly Belglasov won three world titles, three different weights. Frank Chimizo won world titles at two different weights. Uh, Jordan Burroughs just won another world championship now this time at a different weight. So get better at wrestling. That's the key. If you're a good wrestler, you'll do well at any weight. That's right. I remember my senior year of high school, which is really the only year that I cut too much weight. Shouldn't have done that. Should have wrestled a little bit heavier. But when, when there'd be times where I was maybe not slacking off in practice, but not wrestling as hard as I should, not working as hard as I should be working or as hard as my coach has seen me work in the past, he would tell me cutting weight doesn't make you a better wrestler. Or he would just kind of yell it out in practice. And I knew he was talking to me. But uh, and maybe he only said it once, but clearly it stuck with me. That was an important lesson. Right. Just because you're cutting weight, just because you're at a lower weight class doesn't mean you're getting better. You know, so if you want to be good, you know, and the fact that I knew that I was wrestling in college, it's like even if I won the States that year instead of taking second, that doesn't even matter. Like I'm still in the same position. Um, 
that I, I needed to get better. So make sure, make sure we're not just thinking, all right, I, I'm getting down to the lower weight. I'm going to be stronger, more competitive, get better at wrestling. Right. And that's, uh, that's, of course, compliments of the great Steve Giordano, who's coaching a J.P. Stevens South Plainfield product, a multiple-time All-American in college, and his son, Jake Giordano, serious hunt to win national championship at TCNJ. So, sure. you know, we're behind them. Go, Jake. That's right. Team Giordano. Uh, number four, have a purpose every practice. Stop going through the motions. Make sure you focus on areas that'll make you better. So we talked about this on a previous show, right? It's like we, there's got to be a purpose. I remember hearing John Smith when I was in when I was in college, freshman, sophomore, probably sophomore, junior year of college. He, he put out a video when he was talking to his team about it can't just be routine. And we hear about routines being good and routines can be good, but it can't just be you come into practice, you work hard, do it again the next day, come into practice, work hard. It can't be routine. There's got to be if we really want to jump levels, there's got to be things we're focusing on. I need a better mat return. I need to focus on finishing my single leg. I need to. Fi- I, I want to focus on getting better at getting out of legs, right? Notice I said I need to. No, you want to focus. I want to. I don't need to. That just adds pressure. I want to focus on getting out of legs. But the idea here is to make sure that we have a purpose. That, that was perfect. I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> there we go. Have a purpose. Don't make it routine. Number five, stop comparing yourself to other people. Real champions compete against themselves. Why should we not compare it to other people? Back to prey mindset. It's outside of your control. Uh, some days you're ahead. Some days you're behind. Different people mature, develop. Um, you know, puberty kicks in for people at different times. And, you know, or maybe you just you hit people hit that plateau where they, they break free of the plateau at a different time. Compare yourself to yourself. I think back at Westside Barbell, uh, Louis Simmons always spoke about it, that he could tell real quickly if the if the if the powerlifter is going to make it or not. If they're talking about what they place in a competition, that's how they compare it to other people. They're probably not going to make it if they're talking about PRs, their personal record. Did they hit a PR? Did they not hit a PR? Chances are those people are going to be more successful because they're competing against themselves. So it's it's prey mindset and things outside of your control usually hurt you when you focus on them. So it's, it's a, what we're talking about with wrestling mindset is a categorical rejection of focusing on factors outside of your control. Of course, there's a time and place where you could think about it, but nine times out of 10, probably more, just push it to the side. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's not just performance thing. That's a mental health issue right there, right? If we're focused on, you know, not, not just, you know, the rank, whatever my friends ranked or how he did last match, you just see so much stuff now on social media on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and everyone posts their highlight film on there, right? Their highlight pictures. And if we focus too much on that, it's not great for our mental health. It's easy to get into the mentality of this person has that. I don't have this, right? And we're seeing all these great things. And, you know, that might be the person who's bored at the party, but they post a cool picture having a blast at this time. And it's like, if you're actually at the party, like this guy doesn't even look like he's having a good time, right? But they post the picture. Um, So it's just, it's a performance thing. You'll perform better if you focus on, you know, your performance and not other people. But it's also a mental health thing. If you want to be happier, if you want to be more grateful, you know, that stuff is rarely going to help. Yeah, and just a repetition of that because it's probably important we stay here for a little while and just keep talking about this because it is. It really is a mental health thing. Again, with social media, it's worse than it's ever been before. It's real easy to compare yourself to other people, to your ex's new boyfriend or whatever, so on and so forth. It's really it's really easy to compare yourself. We all get stuck in, in these kind of things, so you want to get that out of your head. Parents, it's hard. 
don't compare kids. Don't say, oh, this, you know, your, your brother, your sister does this. Of course, you could use the, you, you could bring it up as a, as a, not as a comparative, but hey, look, your brother or sister does a good job with this, but you don't want to make it, you don't really even want to use that too much because the kids hear the head to head. A lot of times with twins, we've worked with twins over the years. That's really tough because everyone's always asking, well, who's faster, who's taller, who is, who is, who's older and, and all that stuff. So especially with twins, you want to diligently put that off because you know, people are going to be saying that all the time, but really with all siblings and same thing with the, within the team or within a classroom, if you're a teacher, it just doesn't, it just doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. You could use that sometimes to motivate people, but you need to be real careful and you really need to know the individual there. Again, even if you do know the individual most of the time, I just wouldn't go with that comparison, get better individually. It's it's a challenge. I have I have four young kids, seven, five, four, and and two. And sometimes just human nature is like your brother doesn't do this, your sister doesn't do that. But you know, like you said, can you do it sometimes? Sure, and you're going to do it every now and then as a parent. But you know, you got to be really careful of that because rarely, rarely is that going to help, and a lot of times it's going to hurt. And it, and it breeds bitterness. Now you pit the kids against each other, and now the ones ticked off at the other kid when they didn't even do anything wrong. So and it's, it, it could it could kind of teach a fixed mindset too, where it's like Johnny's good at math, Anthony's good at English, you know, and they just think that because you're saying they're better. You're not saying that, but I think in some ways, like a lot of kids will develop a fixed mindset where they're either good at something or bad at something because of the constant comparisons, you know. So just be aware of that. Be careful. They try to avoid as much as possible. The way to even it out is everyone is born with some gifts and everyone's born with some deficiencies. So if you if you are going to focus on these kind of things, it's it's look, this person's when people have if you have this deficiency, you you push through that. Right. Because but if a person's strong in one area, it doesn't necessarily mean they put more work in. They might be more naturally talented. So it's how do we work when we're deficient in an area? How do we how do we deal with the gifts we were given? Are we selfish with our gifts or, or are we giving with the gifts that we've been given? So just be real careful about it. Yeah, you could go really deep on that because it's like. <laughs> You go back to siblings, like, all right, clearly my brother is more of a, of a talker than me. You know, so I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm very introverted. I'm not that introverted. I'm probably a slight introvert on the scale. Like anytime you do the list, like like a little bit, maybe like six to four type thing, but not like nine to one or ten to zero. So, you know, but you tend to think about that. It's like, well, my brother's more of a talker. I'm, you know, I'm more shy or I'm more quiet. But you don't want to put the labels on that because again you're teaching a fixed mindset and, and a lot of times not even true but if you believe it to be true then then it becomes true right so really really big warning with this one really think about this is this a real important one for wrestling for school for life in general and that's why it was number five right in the middle um <laughs> no, number six be thankful for the opportunity to wrestle so have have gratitude remember it's something you get to do it's not something you have to do it's an opportunity, not an obligation. It's so important because after, I think when people wrestle for so long, they just assume that it's a given. All right, another wrestling season, I have to practice. You don't have to. You know, and sometimes it's good to bring that up as a parent or as a coach. It's like, you don't have to wrestle this year. And then it's kind of like, well, wait a minute. No, I, I want to wrestle. You know, you kind of talk yourself, you backtrack into that, but it's an opportunity every day. Again, we, we keep saying this, but with COVID, I don't know, like think about last year. Some of you didn't have a season. Some of you had a half season. Some of you had only a postseason. Some of you had no postseason. Who knows what this year is going to bring? It seems like things are trending better, but 
you know, I would be cautiously optimistic about that as well. You know, we know that it can be taken away, an injury, you know, family circumstance, or even a, you know, a, a pandemic. Right. And especially now that we're in the vicinity of the Thanksgiving time, should be right. to remember, it's our first mindset principle. Uh, many of the many of the psalms in the Bible are praise and gratitude and thanksgiving. Any psychologist you talk to, if they want to, if if they're trying to break someone out of um, negativity, whether it be depression, anxiety, fear, whatever, whatever, um, it's always have a gratitude journal. You know, to say thank you more frequently. It just, there it is. There it is. The success it, journal. They came in yesterday. You can see a box back there. How does it look? I don't even have a copy yet. Well, now you now you got to. It's good. It's it's big. You got plenty of room to write. Good, good, excellent. So, th so this works for all ages. So look at the first the first thing in the page. I got to center it more. Center it more. Yeah. Yep. I'm thankful for. Can you read it? A quick break from today's podcast. Wrestling season is here. Wrestling Mindset is the number one wrestling specific program anywhere in the world. This season, make sure to work with a wrestling mindset coach to get the mental edge so that you can build confidence, stay motivated, and bring out your best when it means the most. Wrestling Mindset works with hundreds of wrestlers and teams each year. We have a special offer this season for our podcast listeners. Go to our website at wrestlingmindset.com, click on the free trial session, type your name and information. In the last section, you'll see additional information. Type in podcast discount. Wrestlers will receive an $100 discount and teams will have a $200 discount for any team program. Again, go to WrestlingMindset.com, click on the free trial session, type in podcast discount under additional information. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount in their first month and teams will receive a $200 discount in any team program. Get the mental edge today. Now back to our podcast. Thankful for Yeah. So gratitude. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Today go ahead. I improved. What did I improve in? Things I could have done better. But notice the improvement section is greater than what I could have done better because we want to focus on more of what we're doing well. And then tomorrow's resolution. Excellent. Excellent. And then on the other side of the page, you have notes. So we know that the best in the world, they're journaling. They're taking time to write down their thoughts, um, what they're doing, what they could do better. Just just taking notes on, and it doesn't have to just be a wrestling thing, school, life. Hold, hold that up again. These are hot off the press. Let's see the back of that. There it is, daily self-examination. Let's see the back. So we, we made this not just for wrestling, right? It's got the business logo there, too. There's there's businesses that are that are ordering these. There's um athletes, wrestlers. It really doesn't matter. This is something you could be a parent, weight loss mindset. Yeah. Well the, well, the key is, again, so now this is this is one of those things that we created this so everyone on the team could have it. So if you have 30, 50 wrestlers on the team, you should just buy all of them. for Get, get one for every wrestler on the team. It's a great gift. They could start doing it now. By the end of the season, it'll have a huge impact. And you might as well just get it before the end of the year. Get the tax right off. Yeah, we got, we got to take time to develop gratitude. It's important. I remember we heard Kale Sanderson speak many years ago now. Not many years ago, but... It had to be more five or six years ago, right? Maybe maybe seven years ago at Wrestlers in Business. He was relatively new at Penn State, and he, he was talking about having a gratitude box. You know, guys will just write down what they're thankful for, and they'll drop it in the box. And he said it always starts with the, the big things. You know, I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my teammates. I'm thankful for my friends. 
but then eventually you run out of those things. And then it's, I'm thankful for dry socks. Think about that. If you had to wrestle every day in wet socks, that would be annoying. That would be uncomfortable. That would hurt. So, you know, you start to, when you practice gratitude, it's easier to be grateful for the little things. That's it. You know, I'm grateful for my computer, you know, all the technology, our phone, the pen, um, our clothes, right? So it's just making a part of what you do. So anyway, gratitude, that was, that was number six. We'll link the success journal in the show notes. That's a great thing to buy for your team or your, or your children. Right. Number seven, be patient. Realize that it takes time to make big improvements. We used to hear this a lot as a kid. Our mom would say, patience is a virtue. Right. Patience is a virtue. And almost every coach is going to say, trust the process. That's yep. patience. That's delayed gratification. I remember when I was the, when uh, we were at the University of Pennsylvania inside the Pennsylvania Gazette. Is that the name of what it was called? The newspaper? That, yeah. Well, the, in, the school, in the school newspaper, they talked about predictive values of success in, in, in young children. Pennsylvania. The Daily Pennsylvanian. The Gazette is what we get now. Go ahead. <laughs> That's right. So you got to be you got to be exclusive. You have to actually be, you have to actually been there for that one. I get maybe not. Maybe just be a donor. But in any event, probably. So just trust the process. Uh, oh, so that what they said in that in the Gazette or whatever the journal, whatever the thing was called, the um, Pennsylvanian, Pennsylvania. they went they went ahead and said that one of the biggest factors for success later in life is delayed gratification. So as a parent, as a coach, get them while they're young. You know at least get them thinking about the words patience, trust the process, delayed gratification. And it's going to seem, it's going to be tough with it, with the kids that, you know, you feel like you're not making any headway, but if you keep emphasizing it and if you keep emphasizing it as a coach and you live that way, you can't say trust the process and patience, and then you be impatient as soon as adversity hits. So you have to know the way, show the way and go the way, but keep hammering that point home. That's right. Number eight, Wrestle for yourself. Wrestle because you love wrestling, right? Don't wrestle for other people. Don't wrestle for mom or dad. Don't wrestle for the coach. You know, wrestle ultimately because you want to do it. It's a, it's a sport at the end of the day. Obviously, it was important to us. You know, for a period of time, it was probably too important for us, but it's still important. It's our business. You know, it's how we make money. It's how we, you know, employ other people. It's, it, is, it is a big deal for us, but wrestle for the right reasons. You know, and then when you're wrestling for the right reasons, think about that on a regular basis, right? Take time. That's again, go, you go back to the journal, writing notes. What, what do I love about wrestling? You know, it's easy to focus on the tough things, you know, losing weight, doing sprints, getting up early, um, conditioning, live wrestling. It, there are tough aspects about wrestling. We all know that. But if that's all we focus on, it's going to be tough to really enjoy it and to savor as much as we should. So make sure that we focus on what we love about it and ultimately do it for the right reasons. Right. It's not mandatory. It might feel like it because maybe your, your dad got you into wrestling at a young age and it's it's been something you've been doing for a long time. But it, it's you don't have to do it. It's not it's not a mandatory of life. In fact, there's many people right now. You know, you, you might be wrestling in the state or national tournament. There's other people that are walking by you on the street. They have no idea what you're what you're doing and that this is, you know, the state tournament. They don't really care. They're just going about their day. I think Kyle, didn't Kyle Dake just say something like this? Or there was, there was one of the wrestlers in the Olympics that was literally just speaking about this within the last year, um, last couple of months. So you don't, you don't have to do it. You don't seriously. And remind yourself of that on a regular basis. I do it because I want to. And then even going further there, it's like, if it was really causing you that much stress and you didn't like it, 
going back to your mental health, your happiness trumps wrestling. So you don't ha- again, you don't have to wrestle. We want everyone to wrestle. I'm I'm promoting it like crazy. I got to the point where now we have like 30 kids in the four and five year old uh, class that I'm going to be teaching here at <laughs> Rec Wrestling. I'm like, that's going to be. I respect my challenges there, but you know, you don't have to do it. Of course, we want everyone to wrestle because we see the benefits. But if it's really causing somebody that much stress and they don't seem happy, do something else. You could still be a great person and get a lot out of yourself with with another sport or activity. Right. And, and if you're not using wrestling as a vehicle to build virtue, you, you're making the biggest mistake, no matter no matter what the case may be. So the key is, if you're a coach, if you're a parent, if you're a teacher, if you're a true mentor, you want your kids to build virtue. That's the key. That can be done through wrestling. That can be done through student council, the debate club, or the violin. We happen to feel that wrestling is one of the best ways of doing it because there's so much darn adversity and so many life lessons. That being said, if, they, if, if they're not really into it, I'm not saying everyone has to love it, but if you're not even liking it, do something else. <laughs> okay, so, here, so here's number nine. Never quit. <laughs> Never quit. <laughs> so how do we square this away? So It's different. This is honing into a match. If you can't win, then you make your opponent tired. If you aren't the starter, you get better each day. Can you? You could retire, but you can't quit. So, all right. So, how do we square this one away? We're just saying, if you don't love it, you, you can quit. But now we're saying here, <laughs> never quit. Well, of course, you know, and this this is why there there are there are these nuances, and it seems like these things contradict, but they but they don't. If if you made a commitment to a team that hey, you're going to wrestle this year. You have to wrestle this year now because you you joined the team. Barring barring now you were in some kind of serious mental health condition. If you committed to being on the team, you'd be on the team. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to like lose all this weight and all the and all this stuff. But you know you you, you don't you don't quit. <laughs> it's funny because we I know we did just say we just said fed right into this. But you you obviously fight through when the going gets tough. Here's the thing. What I want to know. Parents have come to us many times. What you know, uh, my kid wants to quit the sport. My kid doesn't like wrestling anymore. Here's what I want to do. I want to start isolating some variables. I want to think like a scientist. If you went up a weight class or two weight classes, would you still want to wrestle? Right off the bat, especially when you're dealing with the the college level, uh, high school, definitely the college level. I would say that'll eliminate. That'll keep on. That'll keep on board sixty to seventy percent of the wrestlers. So almost all college wrestlers, I say, if you went up one or two weight classes. They say, yes, I would still wrestle. So there you go. They did not like wrestling. They didn't like cutting weight. Better that they're on the team than they're not on the team. Let them go up a weight class. Um, is it because they're afraid of maybe, is, are there any other fears going on? Is that they feel like now the pressure's on to win a state championship? Are they ranked now for the first time? Right? Um, do they have to wrestle off a friend? What a practice, are they, are they going, are they getting beat now to people who beat them in the past? Right. There's other factors that are going on. So the key there is isolate the variables. Don't just take a kid at their word saying they're, oh, I I don't like wrestling. Why? I'd want to know why. And if they truly don't like wrestling, you don't need to. I mean, this should be addressed before the season. You really don't sign up for something and then just bail. That's just not building virtue. So after that's determined and after the season's over, okay, you ride out the rest of the season, maybe. But then after you don't have to wrestle. But when you when you're in. You go, you go the whole time and you go hard. And that goes during a match, no matter how good or bad things are going, you fight the whole time. You're in double overtime and a guy puts you to your back. Obviously, you know, you lost the match. Don't just lay flat and get pinned. Fight off your back. Have a little bit, have a little bit more, be a little bit tougher than that. So it's, yep. it's any of those situations. You know, you know, 
you're doing bad on a test. You don't just stop taking the test. You answer as best as you can. Yeah, you're having a bad practice. You don't just walk out of the practice room. Take take your beatings. <laughs> take your beatings. Live the fight another day. Get get them the next time. Right, right. It's like not not quitting with that. And then sometimes quitting quitting is when we're on the winning side of it. Right, we're winning by two, three, four, five points, and the whole third period we don't attempt any move. You know, no offense, counter offense, block and attack. It's just don't give up any points because I'm winning. As far as I'm concerned, that's quitting. Right, that's that's a form of quitting. We'll say because if you're not wrestling, it's like what are you doing? Right, so making sure that we don't quit while we're winning, or maybe it's not quitting, but it's again a form of quitting. It's it's not looking the score, right? Which looks, which looks a lot like quitting. Okay, no, number ten, keep things in perspective, right? There's a lot that's more important than wrestling. I don't care how serious of a wrestler you are, your faith. Your family, academics come before wrestling, you know. And I know that we've haven't all done a good job of always living that, but that's where the perspective comes in. And, and usually, when you have good perspective, a lot of the nerves go away. Not all of them, but that's a big part of it. Usually, when somebody is not having fun with the sport that you thought they loved, or you know, they're stressed out, it's it's usually a matter, some form of not keeping things in perspective. Right. Right. So maintaining the proper hierarchy is is critical. And you could see this from very high-level performers. You could really see this from high-level performers. You watch guys like Kyle Snyder, Jordan Burroughs, even after they lose, you know they're hurting. Kyle Dake, David Taylor, all these guys. I mean, literally, you look at the best guys. I know I'm missing a lot of names, but these people, you see it's not an all-or-nothing as it would seem. So it's, it's, hey, they were thinking about, they were focused on what they could control. They realize it's not just about wrestling. It's an important skill. And then also... A key thing you could do as, as a coach or an athlete to drill this point home is ask some people who are older than you that have competed in the sport or who have chased any kind of serious goals. And almost all of them will tell you the importance of perspective in times where they, you know, because we all make mistakes here and there. What did it look like when they were out of perspective? Generally speaking, in those times in their career, those periods of time, they kept it out of, they were out of perspective. They did worse. They weren't having as much fun. And the times they were improper perspective they were having more fun they were doing better and even if they weren't doing better in that moment it led to improvements so you know make it a point that you really focus on keeping the perspective again wrestling's gonna end one day no matter who you are right time is time is undefeated eventually you're not gonna be able to wrestle anymore but you have the lessons you learned from wrestling and there's many less there's many great things in the sport wrestling could build up business connections for the future you can make friends for life you could use it as an opportunity to get in better shape, better eating habits, better exercise habits. Maybe you start a business like we did, but, you know, keep it in the proper perspective. There's a lot of great things you could get out of the sport. It's more than just winning. It's really the winning and the results that throw things out of perspective. Looking yeah. good in front of friends, looking cool in front of people. Yeah, God doesn't care how many titles you win. St. Peter's not going to let you in because you are a state national or an Olympic champ. And then your family's going to love you no matter what. These are, these are things that a lot of wrestlers have talked about in their interviews. Get the guys that you've mentioned, the, the ladies on the Olympic team that you've mentioned, or, you know, I think of like Helen Maroulis talks about it frequently. It's like uh, Adeline Gray. They have great perspective. And you don't wrestle for that long. So even throw their results aside, like you, you can't have that long of a career, of a, even a somewhat successful career, 
without having a good perspective. And I think that's part of what's making American wrestling great again, right? You have just a better mindset from these athletes. They're, they, they have good perspective. Just listen to them when they win. Listen to them when they lose. They're grateful for the opportunity. They're crushed, but you know this isn't going to define them. So they have that perspective to keep going. So that's that's number ten. And then if I had to give a number eleven, I would say you got to train your mindset, right? How many of these? How many of these? The list of ten are directly related to your mindset. All of them. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and then finally, get them the book. People know what to do with the book. And it's not like this is a reading book. This is the gratitude journal. You'd be real smart as a coach to get everyone on your team. Should be think people ask us all the time, what can I be doing on a regular basis? What can my son or daughter be doing on a regular basis? Regular basis. What can my son or daughter be doing on a regular basis? What can I be doing? What can my team be doing? This is what you could be doing. It's a simple exercise. Once you get in the groove of doing this, the first couple nights might take you five minutes, less than five minutes. After that, you should be able to knock this out in two, three minutes. But it's something you do every single day. And, and here's the thing. After you finish the book, you might not need to do it as much because you're in your mind, you're consciously better at thinking about gratitude. But guess what? When you finish the book, you're probably going to want to continue because you see the benefit that it has. But the idea is to build those mental muscles, to develop gratitude. And, you know, it's, it's one of those where you might get away from it for a while and do a good job. And then you realize you fell off a little bit and then you get back to the journal. Which is why just continue the journal. Keep it going. And then you have it and then you have logs of what was going on in your mind at the time. And you look back, it's a nice keepsake. A life worth living is a life worth recording. That's right. That's why we're doing this podcast. Capture some of our some of our life, some of that, some of the um some of our hyphen on video. You know, it's like the, on, the, on your tombstone, it's the year of your birth, then there's the hyphen, and then there's the year of your death. So during our hyphen, here we are on the video. All right. We remind you, as always, whether it's wrestling, sports, school, business, or life, mindset makes the difference. Have a great day. Make sure if you like what you're hearing, like, subscribe, hit the bell, drop us one of these. Stay with us for more great wrestling mindset. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.